What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, February 28th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Greg Miller. Yeah. Is Kool-Aid Man the jar or the liquid? The jar. The jar. Barry, bring this up. I sent this to Assets. The people need to see this. This is the breaking news of Games <laughs> Daily on news. Friday. I saw this this morning, and I legit is the Kool-Aid stop man the jar. Well, here's the thing: is I feel like it's uh, first off, that's horrifying. Right, if you're an audio <laughs> listener, and you need to go look at what the shit <laughs> the liquid would be. I looked at this. I couldn't stop laughing at it. This morning. <laughs> uh, the problem is, I've seen it. I've it's for sure. Kool-Aid Man is the jar. We've seen it before of him half full or whatever. And I think I've have seen, seen him empty. <laughs> Where have we maybe, seen that? <laughs> maybe not canon commercials, but I, I feel say, like... Was that Family Guy? Or was that like... Was, um, oh, shit, God, it might be Family Guy. Yeah, it might guy. be Family Guy or it might be like Robot Chicken or whatever, where, the, where he's portrayed God damn, him as the liquid is horrific. <laughs> There's got to be somewhere where he's splashed around and gone underneath his eyebrow, right? Like, mm-hmm. that would be, like, the thing I would think. I'm looking at classic Kool-Aid Man commercial compilation. Oh, yeah. This is, like, a philosophical question. Because I feel like I, I we ask this about ourselves all, ourselves all the time, right? Like, what is Barrett? Is Barrett the brain? Is Barrett the face? Is Barrett the whole body? Sure, sure. <laughs> or am I the liquid? Or, or is Barrett the liquid? <laughs> 70% of our body is made of water. I think it's a fun question, but I think for sure he's the jar. I don't know if I buy it. I'm looking. I'm trying to... This, oh, this is classic 80s, I guess. They'll, ne- they'll never get... There has to be... Well, give me a modern Kool-Aid commercial. Is he still? I haven't seen Kool Aid Man in a minute. Is he still relevant? Like, is he still around? I mean, did he get Twitter retired? Is still very like around. Here, oh yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is from two years ago. Oh yeah, see, okay, this is, proves it without a doubt that where we're standing. Barrett, I'm sending this over to uh, which one you want? Control. Yeah, sending it to control. If he's the jar, this is a modern Kool Aid Man take. Okay, and you, I think this will put it. See, look at him right oh. there. Oh, see, like, look at, see. Mm-hmm. Like you see, it's the face and shit is on the jar. I don't know, man. It looks like what do you it mean? Might be you the don't liquid. know. It might be the liquid. <laughs> it looks know? like he might be the liquid. Like the way he's talking, it looked like it could be like a. Why is this thirteen? Well, it's all let it play. The next one, I, 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 I was this kid. Is this a compilation? It's fucking Kool Aid. I don't know. Look at his eyebrow just went above the liquid line. His eyebrow is just went in the last shot went above the liquid line. Proving that, in fact, Kool-Aid Man is the jar. Well, if he's both. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Kool-Aid Man without oh, God. <laughs> the liquid. No! Look at that! Okay. No, you're Holy right. Shit. Uh, well, he, there's still liquid in that jar. See, I, well, I, I think... Shit, fuck. D- 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 so, yeah, shit. Does Kool-Aid Man need Kool-Aid in him or liquid inside of him to be to anything? Be, yeah. That's a really cute commercial. Is, or is it like he's naked? Like, if he pours the liquid oh, out, like, is he naked? See, I feel like if he let... I don't, I don't think it's... I'm going out on a ledge to say this, that, like, the liquid is his blood, right? <laughs> oh, no. So if he's, in, if he's a bone-dry jar... He's a lot like Frosty the Snowman. If he's completely bone-dry, then I would say he, he's, just a, he's just a jar. I think he's like Frosty Snowman. Like when you put the hat on him, or you fill him with liquid. Uh, okay. Obviously, when you put a hat on Frosty Snowman, he becomes Frosty Snowman. Yeah. When he's just a jar sitting there, he's just a jar. You fill him with Kool Aid, he gets That's all powered up. Blood. Okay, yeah, exactly. I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. That is like the combination we're all looking for. Yes. Okay. Just making sure we're all on the same page about this. A lot about Kool Aid. <laughs> we'll talk about more though. So, like this. What's Kojima t- teasing? What's Riot's next game? And what is Borderlands planning? This 
ladies and gentlemen, will answer all those questions because it's kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can go there. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with an exclusive post-show. You can ask your questions, submit your squad-ups, and just have a ball with me and Blessing, whoever else hosts the damn show. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can go to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Watch us record the show live. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. I knew there would already be fucking corrections in here about the goddamn Kool-Aid man. Uh, some guy says, kind of fun fact, the Kool-Aid man was a backup singer in Madonna's Material Girl. And I don't know if he means the voice or if he means Kool-Aid is in the back of that thing. And then... Uh, Frank Furter says the jar is his body and the liquid is his soul. So there are your corrections so far. Go ahead and do that, but get serious. We're talking about a real game show here. Uh, you, of course, you can watch later youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and of course, podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you today. IGN is putting on a live stream celebrating Black History Month and blessing Eddie Oye Jr. himself yes. is going to go over there and be a part of it. Yes. You excited? Yes. <laughs> God, you gotta crank it up. You I, represent us now. When I, you go I, there. I am excited. I'm somewhat nervous because, like, I, I'm gonna be interviewing people. I'm gonna be hosting some bits. But well, do you know? Oh, hold on. I, I haven't read the whole thing. Yeah. Starting at 1:30 p.m., come hang out as Blessing and others uh, get to talk to black folks in g- the games industry mm. about. You wrote this. Yeah, I, I wrote this. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is me. This is well, my voice. That can sound like I'm being, <laughs> about their experiences breaking into games. It's happening from 1:30 to 4:30 over on IGN.com, and Blessing will be on it periodically, hanging out, playing games, interviewing folks, and more. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a real fun time. It's going to be me and Akeem Lawanson, uh, Le- I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, yeah, talking to people. Uh, we're going to have guests from like EA and guests from... Or, uh, there, uh, there's one guest that's like a, a Twitch caster or like oh, cool. a fighting game caster, right? Uh, we're going to get to Not talk Golden to Boy, him. Is it? Not Golden Boy, mm-hmm. no. Uh, and I can't remember their name. But, you know, if you want to figure out who they are, tune in. 1.30 p.m. over at IGN.com. It's going to be a fun time. What are you going to wear? This probably. Oh man, cool! Yeah. You're gonna go on IGN and OKB shirt. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I gotta represent the brand. You had this is your brand. You oh. left for them. Yeah, but like, you know, they have cool shirts. Good. OKBs.com/store. Oh fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! the goddamn ground. Is the caster D1 says RHD. There, you, there you go. Thank yeah, you. No. Um, then another housekeeping for you. Programming update. Remember, Zelda in review is happening next week. It's an in review special where the one and only boss baby Barrett Courtney is reviewing every Zelda game he played because he sat down and played them all again. He's ranking them and rediscovering what makes the Legend of Zelda special. It's popping on the Breath of the Wild's third anniversary, March third. That's next Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be a YouTube premiere at two p.m. Pacific on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. And I'll tell you, Barrett. So. When you said you were doing this and you were filming the little bits and you and Tim and I were talking about it, you're going to cut it down and stuff. I was like, that'll be a really fun 30 to 45 minute video. <laughs> no. How long is the final video? Uh, three hours and 57 minutes. Wow. Three hours and 57 minutes. To be fair, I reviewed 11 different games. Hey, I'm not. Oh, no, I'm not like trying to put you down for it. So I feel like I don't review. I don't like stay on one game for too long. You know, it, it goes at like a good pace. You know what I'm saying, Blessing? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm spending four hours talking about one very mediocre movie uh, in the DCEU, you know? Okay. I was wondering what, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what you're like, throwing shots at. I'm for a second, I was like, was, is this shots in reference fired, to like Gamescast you know? or something? But okay, I'm so spending four hours thing. talking about 11 great games okay. in the history of great. How's the export? They're all great. What? Is it exported? They're all oh, it's, it's exported. Okay, so I started, it's, it's done. I started the export at like 6.30 Yeah, I was going to say, because that sounds like, like it's, it's, if it's like 1080p or whatever, that's going to be a long... 
a oh, long yeah. export. I was oh, talking yeah. to one of our industry friends who's mm. a kind of funny fan yeah. about it today because he was asking a bunch of questions. Oh, yeah. And I told him how long it was. And his response was, going to be one long shower and or gym and or poop, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it's the Irishman of kind of funny content. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You will break. We will We'll have to put out words of like, this is where we think you should break yeah, if yeah. you have to break. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll have like time codes and stuff for all the different awesome. segments uh, after the YouTube premiere because YouTube premiere presents it as like a live video so you can't skip a hat or anything. This so. really could have been like a series. Right? I mean, we debated, fun fact, like, we did debate on, like, did we want to break these up? Did we want to put in one long video? Like, my original idea was to break it out into two different videos. Uh, but we thought this would be, like, the most fun way for mm. everybody to experience it. And, again, we'll have, like, time codes and shit like that and uh, descriptions for people who want to take breaks and skip around and shit like that. So, uh, yeah, and then f uh, another fun thing, like, it, this won't be... Um, my first time playing some of the games, but it will be my first time playing uh, a few of the games. So uh, I, I talk about once I get to each game of like, oh, I've played this before. Or, oh, this is my first time experiencing it. It's a, it's a good old fun time as a Legend of Zelda fan who hasn't played all the games before. Did I hear that right? That you're like, it won't be my first time playing some of the games, but it will be my first time <laughs> playing a few of the games. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. fucking early. Dude, it's fucking Friday, and this week's been 19 days. Let's get into what is and forever. Oh, no, I got to do Patreon producer. Sorry, I was way behind. Uh, the screws are loose. It feels like it's day nine Dude, of this week. Dude, I'm so tired for some reason. Did you keep drinking last night after we recorded no, the underrated? but I think it lasted, though. I did. Everybody's like, really? you're still going. You've been oh, drinking bourbon wow. since 1130. I'm oh, like, I no. got this. I got home, and I just went straight to bed. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, David Mindtel, Mind Freak, Mohammed Mohammed, the nanobiologist, Frank Furter, Blackjack. Patrick Higgins, Travis Gajkowski, Drew Garnier Frutis, Dominic Shorter, uh, Ginny Burnt, Joseph Solar, and Katie Gallagher. Today we're brought to you by the Besties and the Gaming Ride Home Podcast, but I'll tell you about that lot later. Damn. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Uh, Barrett, I didn't tell you ahead of time. Some of these are audio visuals, all right? So what I need for this first one is for sure you to pull up this tweet. Because we're starting. Why not? It's Friday. It Let's is. all let our hair down. We'll get to telling you about who else pulled out of GDC in a second. Let's have some fun with rumors and speculation. Uh, Kojima Productions tweeted last night a tweet full of fucking weird teases that people are going on. So it says here, the first tweet is simple enough, right? Sorry to be silent, everyone. I've been really busy lately, dot, dot, dot. I think I can say more soon about what we are going to, dot, 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 dot. Hashtag Kojima Productions. Now, this was uh, Aki, right, who was responding to Jay Bohr, who is who, the guy who just got hired to be the new communications director of all this. Mm. It all seems innocuous, right? But God forbid... Anything be innocuous on the internet, all right? So, sorry to be silent, everyone. I've been mm. really busy, dot, 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 dot. I think I can say more soon about what we are going to, dot, 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 Kojima Productions. And then it's a picture we're, of Aki we're on his phone. Enhance. Dil oh, we're going to have to. Well, yeah, luckily, everyone in the comments did enhance for us. And okay. We can just scroll down. But it's him with a pencil and a piece of paper, right? First thing people started pulling apart is, sorry to be silent, we all had to draw, draw in on the silent. Why, why is he saying silent like that? Why would you say silent? Why would he say sorry to be quiet? I don't know. Silent. Like don't silent know. hills. Or quiet from Metal Gear Metal Solid. Gear. Yeah, also cool, right? But then it gets even more. They scroll it on a little bit more, Barrett. Look at that. It's a pencil that says pyramid. Whoa. It's a pyramid branded pencil. Like, like quiet. Pyramid head. No, we're, we're going to Silent Hills, bro. Oh, okay. Stop talking about quiet. <laughs> All right. She breathes through her skin, Greg. Did I remember. You know I guess you could be like her bikini had like pyramids 
Like that's what, what I was getting uh, to. Is yeah. that what we're gonna say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, Did it? So silent. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> then pyramid. Scroll down again to the enhancement though. The pad says next week. Whoa. What are we getting from Kojima Productions? What are next they doing? Because this they're not they're not announcing Silent Hills from Kojima Productions. Can you imagine? That's not happening. Can you imagine if they were? <laughs> if they were like you know what we're independent and I mean, now we're getting a contract from Konami and we're gonna do this. Th- that hmm. It won't happen. It won't. I mean, it definitely won't happen. Which makes me wonder, like, why? Why is this tweet constructed the way it is? Because it, it, it is constructed like they are trying to tease something, right? With the dot, 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 and the next week on the notepad, right? You have those two things. You start to read into things, and so the the tweet opening up with the word "silent," and then yeah, having the pyramid thing in there. I feel like they're leaving. They're 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 teasing people in a, in ways that I don't know if they're doing the Silent Hills thing on purpose, but maybe they should have thought that through a little bit more before oh, they put that. this out. They thought throw it back up there. All right, uh, the tweet up there and show it to the kids, right? And then just uh, there you go, and throw and scroll down. Just, just look at me in the eyes of Jay Bor. All right, I've known <laughs> Jay Bor for years. This motherfucker knows exactly what he's doing. He, they're, they're, this is them t- toying around. They are not announcing no, Silent Hill. Bear, Hills can now. you can you zoom into his eyes? Because yeah, what do we see reflecting? Yeah, I was gonna back. say, what's reflecting back from his nothing, eyes? No, we can't it's probably see just the Jay's monitor actually. He's back his, his, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I I don't even think I'd want Silent Hills from him. Like, well, I got, want something from them. Well, I want something. I'd from love them, a horror sure. game from them. What I if would, they just do a horror game? I mean, I would love a horror game, right? Yeah. Silent Hill specifically, right? It, we associate it with uh, Guillermo del Toro, and we associate it with Dorman Reedus, and we already got that game, right? right? Being right, Death right, Stranding, right, right. and so I wouldn't want. I feel like putting out Silent Hills the way it was advertised before would be kind of confusing. With when I feel that like a lot of Silent Hills elements were then fed into Death Stranding. Yeah. Um. Even like the horror, like some of the horror elements were were there through like the BTS and stuff, and so I wouldn't want. Silent Hill specifically, I would want a horror game, and I would be excited for a Kojima Productions game announced or revealed next week. It feels very soon. That said, I mean, Bellagger Solid Five was put out in fall 2015. I think it was like September 2015, mm-hmm. and then Death Stranding. Well, Kojima Productions was announced uh, in December 2015, so month like a few months later, right? Uh, they had there was that video of Andrew House. And Kojima on the couch, and Andrew House is like smiling, and, they were like, and he was like, "Oh, I were partnering with Kojima, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then six months later, we got the Death Stranding reveal at E3. Yeah. And so, like, I wouldn't put it past them to have such a quick turnaround. Like, that's not unheard of, especially from Kojima and Kojima Productions. That said, right, I feel like it's very soon. <laughs> Still, even with that being the case, right, I couldn't imagine them having a substantial announcement next week. Right? They could have an announcement that might not be a game. What that would be, I have no idea. Here's the biggest thing about it: is that you know, for the Kojima Productions fan base, right? Like, Aki's, a, like, they know him, right? That's mm-hmm. why the tw- the initial tweet of, hi all, Aki's, Aki is still alive and he is head of communications. He's in Japan, I'm in the UK. And that was Jay saying that, right? It was kind of clarifying, I think, when they made a big deal about hiring Jay Bohr, that, hey, we've hired Jay. And everybody's like, well, what about Aki, right? The, then to have this quote tweet pop up, and sorry to be silent, everyone, I've been really busy lately. I think I can say more soon about what we are going to dot, dot, dot. Next week, I don't. I think it's going to be a change in his title or something of that effect. Yeah. And the biggest thing about why I don't, because the you know you go to any of the you, this thread of tweets there, you go on reset area, you look around. Everybody's trying to pull in the fact that like, well, Kojima has been tweeting a lot this year about writing for a new game, and he's been working. He's working yeah. on his next thing or whatever. I can tell you right now, the main reason this is going to be a thing for Kojima f- Productions fans next week and not for the world, right? Is that. Hideo Kojima is basically silent on it. Mm-hmm. He retweeted this this exchange, right? But he's not out there doing his like, oh, what is this going to be or whatever. Yeah. Like, if this was a new game reveal, if this was going to be a Silent Hills fucking reveal, somehow they did something crazy there. Yeah, he'd be all over it. He would be a main player in like, 
look at what I'm tweeting and is there something else mm-hmm. here and yada yada yada. This is them having fun and being a bunch of goofballs. I mean, what do you but what do you take from the Silent Hills or the Silent in the Pyramid thing? Do you think those are just like them being cheeky or well, I mean, accidents? Hold on, one, let me try one thing. Pyramid pencils <laughs> are they are, are they a common pencil in, yeah because that's my thing right yeah like, there's they're just a brand of pencil like it's just a pencil like i don't yeah but he said silent so what do you what <laughs> I mean like what, what do you want him to say it's a word you're using just say quiet he I'm, didn't fucking put it in all caps he didn't put it in things and he says dot 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 and we have to look in the image for what he wrote and it's like oh like you, I, you want us, you want us to read into it we're talking about two people in charge of PR and communications. Of course, th- this is what they wanted. Lou eighty seven. The chat says they played us like a damn fiddle. <laughs> Lou eighty seven in the chat says Kojima is silent. What's like the next story? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was today. good. I thought it was good. Fun today. I thought well, it was why good. is WB being silent? That's the real question, Barry. How many um, days? Because they been? fucking hate me. How uh, many days? How many been? days? This is WB Montreal's last Batman tease. Give me a couple minutes. This would be a fun bet, though. When do you think Kojima Productions' next game is announced? Well, I don't think it's this year. I would think next year. Yeah, I put my money on 2021. 2021. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would think, too. There's an outside chance, I guess. No. No, yeah, 2021. I bet PlayStation mm-hmm. would love to have a teaser trailer at PlayStation 5 reveal, whatever that's going to be. Yeah, but that, it feels way that's too, too soon. soon. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, next year, maybe you drop that teaser trailer, do something there. I can see it. Okay, it's good. been 50 days. We're getting closer. To what? The August reveal. God, I hate you, Blessing. <laughs> Number two on the Roper Report. This is another visual one because I'm just stealing the Joe Scrabbles and made-up names IGN story. He's a real person. I've, I'll tell you what. I've, uh, Joe Scrabbles has come up to me, I think, now at a couple consecutive dices. All right? Every time he looks a little bit different. So I'm just saying, mm. is Joe Scrabble? It's just, somebody, just a random person weird? by IGN UK team. It's just like Every Thor. Anybody time. can be Thor. It's like, they... aren't you Simon Cardi? He's like, no, I'm Joe Scrabbles. Yeah, anybody can be Thor if they pick up Mjolnir. Anybody can be Joe Scrabbles if they pick up... British, you know what I mean? Shout out to Simon Cardi, who should be the next 007. The same. That's a reference I don't get. Uh, did Riot's new game leak? Uh, League of Legends developer Riot Games is working on an FPS codenamed Project A. But recent details suggest it will be titled Valorant. Mm. No, Valorant, right? Is that how you'd say that one? Valorant, yeah. Yeah, Valorant. Uh, now, a new screenshot of the game and several of its characters appears to have leaked. Earlier this week, Respawn first pointed to a trademark for Valorant uh, filed by Riot, as well as a Twitter account created around the same time as the trademark, at Play Valorant. Uh, the account is followed by multiple pro gamers and FPS streamers, despite being a next-to-empty page. Yesterday, a Project A fan account also posted what appears to be a leaked screenshot of the game, featuring a character select screen for a character called Sage. So yeah, Barrett's got this pulled up here. Great job. You see Sage there with her little floating orb. She's got a barrier orb, a slow orb, a healing orb, and resurrection. Great. Brimstone over there, too. Viper over there. Um, this, that screenshot, if legitimate, also appears to confirm characters called Viper and Brimstone, alongside a number of character portraits. This design for Sage appears to match up with a previously shown Project A footage uh, of a character that uses a green orb to summon walls and resurrect teammates. Sage's abilities, shown in the image, match with the footage and place her as functioning something like Overwatch's Mercy or Moira characters. I say that right? Uh, yeah, you got that. Like Moira. Mo- Moira McTaggart. Remember her from X-Men interview? Or Moira uh, from uh, Arrow, the mom. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Riot announced Project A, a PC hero shooter unconnected to the universe of League of Legends at the end of last year. The game will be set 
on a near future Earth and will take the form of a 5v5 shooter with a search and destroy mode. Former Counter-Strike Global Offensive Pro Henry G said it felt most similar to CSGO in action. Bless. Yes. Does this do anything for you? I mean, I, I'm really excited for all the, the Riot projects they have going on. Like, I'm not a League of Legends person, yeah. and so I've never really gotten the chance to, you know, play a, a Riot game. And with the announcements that they had this last fall about the different projects they have going on that take place within the League of Legends universe and outside the League of Legends universe, like, I think there's a fighting game included in there, uh, which when they announced that, I looked at it, I was like, dude, that, that sounds like something that could get me in. Yeah. Um, and so all these different projects, you know, I'm excited for uh, this League stuff. Uh, I'm also excited for like uh, I'll be more excited for it if they announce it for console, which I don't think they've announced platforms yet. Like it's for sure coming to PC because it's, it's Riot and it's yeah. a Counter Strike kind of game. But uh, yeah, like for it to to be like a halfway point between Counter Strike and Overwatch uh, really appeals to me because I, I I definitely love Overwatch. Um, and yeah, as far as the leaks, the characters look cool. It definitely looks stylistically like it's leaning towards Overwatch, even though I I, I don't know if I'd say it has as much character as Overwatch. Like it, it doesn't look as animated, even though it's it seems like it's going for that animated style. But uh, with it trying to be with with the gameplay trying to be more tactical and more tight and precise, like Counter Strike, that probably lends its its. That's that. That's probably harder to go with that animated art style when you want to sure. have that sort of sharp shooter at the same time, and so I, I think it looks cool. When do you think it's getting revealed? Now that these are starting to break through, these oh like, soon. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't. Riot does, is gonna, one of those companies that doesn't need to wait for anything, right? Yeah. They don't need to wait for an E3. They don't need to wait. They're they have a yeah. fucking huge fan base that loves their shit and like it's going to make news. Obviously, I believe they said when they announced it in fall that they're going to reveal more information in 2020. Well, now. Yeah, which we're in 2020, so it could happen any day. Uh, and yeah, I think with these leaks, the announcement could be imminent. I wouldn't be surprised to see this game announced for, I'm going to say next year. Okay. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if it's ready to release yet. It might release in early access I was going to say, year. I would see what you do is you announce it really soon. Maybe they were trying to think around GDC. Yeah. And we'll see when GDC is going to become. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get an early access. Yeah, or like a beta Right or around like then, yeah, closed beta. Something if you're into the League of Legends community, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe you can sign up through that. Yeah, I can I can see that happening easily, but um, yeah, I'm excited for what this game is gonna be. Yeah, I'm with you. Or League of Legends never clicked for me, so to see them move into something that, even though I'm not the biggest FPS fan, yeah, uh, get in there and see what it is. You know, mm-hmm. will it, it expand the audience of what Riot is? Yeah, like Riot is one of those. They're one of those companies where when they say they're going to go for something like this, right? Or when they say they're going to make like a multiplayer game or a multiplayer live service game, like. I you believe, pay attention. Yeah, I pay attention because yeah. I believe that they can make something that is going to last and be resonant and is going to be something that we talk about for a while because people, like, I think this game is going to have a community behind it oh, for yeah. a while, like a big community that we have to pay attention to. And very exciting for Riot to make another game. Yeah. Because I've, the, you know, on our side of the industry, everybody calls it the video game retirement home. You go there, you never make anything again. Mm. <laughs> you, never, you, make, you work on a lot of things, they never actually see the light of day. Good for them. Let's see what happens. Uh, number three, Paxis has brought us a Borderlands 3 info dump. Uh, number one, they put up a content roadmap. This is for 2020 spring. Uh, it has a whole bunch of stuff, including, of course, the announcement of the new DLC, which is Guns, Love, and Tentacles. Uh, this is going to be uh, the marriage of Hammerlock and Wainwright. It's coming in March. It's a paid content add-on similar to uh, Handsome Jack's Casino. Uh, it's included with the Season Pass, however, and Super Deluxe Edition. You get a new planet, story, and missions. Uh, Fan-favorite characters return, and a new and new legendaries and cosmetics. I'll double back and explain that, but moving on. Mayhem Mode 2.0 is dropping in April. That's free endgame update. Overhauled modifiers. More fun. More loot. More mayhem. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, Mayhem 2 is the one that... Or Mayhem... 
mode in general is what you unlock when you hit the level cap and when you keep playing and you can go in there and make the game more difficult basically but you give out different buffs but you've also when you get a buff of like 20% more shotgun mm. damage, right? It also usually comes with something like negative 30% pistol damage or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they've done away with that, and Mayhem 2.0 is their new vision for it, which will be more fun, I guess, of like, you get a buff in big head mode or something else, and yada, yada, yada. Like, mm. Change the gameplay up that way. Then in April, you also get Revenge of the Cartels. It's a free in-game event. Uh, take out cartel operatives, earn unique event rewards. So like the Valentine's Day event, uh, like the Christmas event they had earlier. And then Guardian Takedown comes in May, another free content update, Iridium-themed takedown, new challenging bosses, uh, earn unique gear and cosmetics. From what they were saying at the panel, Guardian Takedown is like Malawan Takedown, except this is even harder, which, of course, Malawan Takedown had the reputation for being punishing as hell. Mm. Uh, from Borderlands.com, talking about guns, love, and tentacles. Uh, Sir Alistair Hammerlock and Wainwright Jacobs are finally tying the knot, and they want you to come celebrate their upcoming nuptials on the ice planet of Zergolos. Uh, those adventuresome lovebirds have chosen a venue that's as, as, as exotic as it gets. In the frozen wastes of the new planet... Uh, Nope. The frozen wastes of the new planet have thinned out uh, all but the most vicious wildlife. Uh, and the eerie town of Curse Haven, where you've agreed to meet, is located beneath the colossal carcass of a fallen monster. Longtime Borderlands fans will be happy to see another familiar face when they touch down on Zergols. Uh, Gage, the genius mechromancer from Borderlands 2's DLC, has been on the run as a wanted fugitive for years, accompanied by her loyal robot pal Deathtrap. But... Never one to leave friends in the lurch. She's graciously taken it upon herself to act as Wainwright and Hammerlock's wedding planner. So that's exciting. March, more missions, more stuff to do. I'm super stoked for that. Yeah. Uh, going off of that even though GameSpot's Gabe Gerwin was in the audience I think and had this report uh, Gearbox has also shared a teaser image for the third DLC expansion uh, this one will take things in two very different directions featuring revolver toting outlaws as well as dinosaurs announced as part of its PAX East news the third campaign add-on hasn't been fully detailed yet but it will arrive this summer it's included with the Borderlands 3 season pass and as the image shows outlaws riding dinosaurs it should be every bit as goofy and over the top as Borderlands fans expect so that's cool too understanding what the next giant dlc will be because i keep playing borderlands as you know blessing yeah i can't stop how does it you played a lot of borderlands too also right yeah how does how does this compare to the post content for borderlands Excuse they're doing it on a better rhythm right now okay. something constantly always happening they're communicating better mm-hmm. like it's i mean there's monthly something going on it seems for the yeah. most part right because I, I, I know January borderlands al- has always had dlc drops and like big dlc like yeah. people always talk about like the D dlc that borderlands do yeah, 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 and yeah. like the different packs like the tiny team and stuff yep uh but I was I never really stuck around to like pay attention to all that stuff. But yeah, this seems like a lot. More this is them frequent. taking everything you know as mu- for as much as Borderlands Three we played and we're like, man, this is a game from seven years ago in a lot of respects, right? Mm-hmm. They definitely and granted for the record as always remember we we uh, I host and we produce the Borderlands show. So if you want to take any of my praise of this game that I've put fucking lots and lots of hours into and love, totally I understand. Um, they, I think, really paid attention to games as service and how they were doing. And even though they are not a games as service, really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've oh, done. Would a, you say they're not? Because this makes me I mean, see, not, think that they are. It's not in the way that like daily login bonuses, right? Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, I think when you think games as service, it's like what is happening on the Battle Pass store today? What do yeah. I need to log into? Where do I need to go? Whereas this is still event based in so many different regards. Uh-huh. And like, uh, it, it Borderlands for me personally, three, like, I love it. 
I adore it. I can't wait to keep playing more of it. That's why I'm so I'm so stoked for the DLC packs, right? Mm. Even when they dropped Malawan Takedown, I tried I, I got to it and I was like, all right, whatever. I'm really gonna wait for uh the big DLC for the casino stuff. And then when that came, devoured all that with Jen, played through that and the new story stuff. And even now, like, you know, with the Valentine's Day event they put out, it was, you know, go through, shoot the hearts, earn these uh, special unlockables, co- yeah. cosmetics and weapons and things like that. I did all that without hitting the level cap because they increased it by three. But I'm not that kind of player that just wants to sit there and grind over and over on it. I was like, cool, those levels will be waiting when the next DLC gets here. So I think it's like, whereas like Division's about to drop next week, the, war- the Warlords stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When that happens and they put their battle pass in, I do see me playing a lot of Division and being on there grinding out for those kind of things and seeing if that works the way we think it's going to work and all these different things. I think I can see myself playing that, not if not every, not every day because we're so busy, but at least once a week to see what's going on and catch up to it. Mm-hmm. Where Borderlands for me is an event still, where it's okay. like, okay, this is an event. Mayhem Mode 2, and this is a Greg Miller thing. There's tons of people, obviously, that play Borderlands like religiously and, yeah, yeah, and are trying to get the best builds and figure out all that crazy crap. Do you that feel I, like it would uh, Borderlands 3 would benefit from diving in more and going all the way into like the hey here are your daily login bonuses like that type of games as a service as opposed to kind of being like more still like a traditional borderlands game but with more it depends what your metrics yeah. of success are because i think they this is you know because again when reviews dropped and it was like oh it's still the same humor of seven years ago right but it is a and it's still inventory management still seven years ago in a lot of respects right the game sold gangbusters, right? It was like, what was it? I, I don't want to say one or two K. It was it. Barry, Google me the actual thing for what it was for uh, Borderlands sales for two K because it set it set some milestone. I can't remember if it was two Ks. Obviously, not take twos. What? Yeah, the most yeah. recent Borderlands three sales stuff. It sold a bajillion copies and it set some kind of stupid thing. Um, so I don't. Th- I think on that regard, they nailed that, and so then they still have this audience that is still there, and so. I don't the daily login bonuses and all that jazz would drastically change what the game is cuz right now again I'm I I'm hosting the show and doing all these different things but mm-hmm. I do really do pat them on the back Gearbox for being so forthcoming and so open with their community and listening to the, what the community wants and making those changes like even uh, you, you know we get to help facilitate that when we get to talk to them and see the moves but on Borderland, the Borderlands show, like they are so frank that they can, they'll answer. You can ask them every episode about cross save. Mm-hmm. They're always going to say the same thing, like we're working on it, but it's tough. And there's a million, you know, like they're not bullshitting. They're not giving you PR answers. Borderlands three sales near eight million copies. Take two interactive announced that Borderlands three sales are nearing the eight million mark. Uh, anticipation for the game. Maybe it's just the most successful Borderlands. I thought there was like a real milestone connected. When to was it this at some point. Uh, posted, Barrett? This was, was this February, February sixth, twenty twenty. So, yeah, okay. three weeks well, ago. You think they would have tossed that in there. So, um, I mean, 8 million the copies. Other, the other thing I saw was that uh, I think around the time it was coming out, it was selling 50% more than what Borderlands 2 was doing uh, uh, here in the same amount of time. This is what I was looking for. Borderlands, this is MCVU UK. Borderlands 3 has become the fastest selling game in 2K history, shifting uh, more than 5 million units in the opening five days. That's what I was looking for. So, I... Uh, Oh, 2K. Okay, yeah. Not take so, two. Yeah, was, not was, take two. Not take like, two. Obviously GTA. Obviously <laughs> yeah. GTA. Um, so it's a measure of success where I think the way they've built this now, the way they continue to do this content roadmap and these plans and tell you ahead of time, and then when things move, be honest about, hey, they moved, and that's how it's going to be. Mm. I think they're succeeding at being Borderlands in 2020. Now, if they wanted to be Borderlands games as a service, Borderlands, you know, change fundamentally what Borderlands is and how it works, they could go for that and try that. But again, I think that's a huge different ball of wax yeah i think right now they're super happy with what they've seen but who knows 
Uh, the other news was it's coming to Steam. On March 13th, Borderlands 3 will launch on Steam, complete with PC crossplay with the Epic Game Store. Oh, nice. So, is that a thing that usually doesn't happen? Because I mean, isn't what, like a big plain, a complaint for Epic Game Store is that people don't like the infrastructure for a multiplayer. I know I'm asking questions that are probably yeah, outside no, of Let me part. tell you, as, as PC gaming expert Greg Miller, I mean, the big problem, I think, right, is that usually they're exclusive to Epic Game Store. And I don't know how many multiplayer mm. games have come out of that. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Let me know, because like, yeah. Division many, was exclusive over there for a while, right? Yeah, what I want to know is how often do you multiplayer games come out on both Steam and, and Epic Game Store, and are they usually cross-play between those two platforms? Uh, and then the final one is that you could die in the Borderlands film if you like. Uh, Jesse Sheardin. Sheard? Shadeen? Jesse yeah. from IGN uh, writes in on IGN and says Borderlands is being adapted into a live action movie and director Eli Roth wants to pay tribute to hardcore cosplayers by killing them. No, not literally. Roth briefly appeared on stage at the Gearbox PAX East panel to voice his excitement for the project and for the fan community, calling it, quote, a mad, insane family. Roth then noted a desire to honor the community by selecting a handful of cosplayers to appear as extras in the film where, <coughs> excuse me, where their characters can be killed off in suitably Borderlands-esque ways. It's not clear how exactly these cosplayers will be chosen. Gearbox or Lionsgate may announce some sort of formal contest, or the filmmakers may simply reach out to individual cosplayers on a case-by-case basis. Either way, it sounds like fans interested in appearing in the movie would do well to start prepping their costumes before major conventions like E3 and Comic-Con and getting their Instagram accounts up to date. That's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird that that movie's real and it's actually, I guess, going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are we, video game movies, you hear them all the time. Tom Holland's like, oh, yeah, Uncharted's filming in two months. It doesn't have a director, Tom. Yeah. How is that fucking possible? The more, we'll I, the more I sit on it, the, more I, the, the less I am negative on it. Like, the more I think about a Borderlands movie being, being made by uh, uh, Eli Roth, right, and being made in a style that is very specific and, like, very violent and very, and very gory. Like, if it's, like, a, some kind of Borderlands side story and it's just him telling his own story, I feel like it, it, it has potential of being... Good. I don't even mind it being a side story. You know what I mean? Go ahead and fuck around with Lilith and Claptrap and all that stuff. Like you can play in that mm-hmm. world. I, don't, I, I mainly I don't want them to connect at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? I, I just I just think the difficult thing is what we know his style to be and what Borderlands is as a game and how difficult it would be to kind of translate that into a movie as far as like you know the humor and the characters and the style style and the violence and all these yeah. all these different elements that we know Borderlands as. Translating that into like a coherent movie, I feel like can be difficult in a way where if you do a side story and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna do my own tales from the Borderlands, where it is like this, you know, um, separate story in the world of Borderlands. Yeah, maybe taking like, I guess one or two characters. You gotta have claptrap. I guess you do kind of have to have claptrap. Was claptrap in tales? Tales though, I don't feel like he was in tales. I don't think so. I don't remember. Loader bought all the shows, and they they had Ashley Johnson's uh, not Glados. Bot, whatever. Gladys. 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 Was it Gladys? Gladys. I think it might have been Gladys. But yeah, like I feel like if you tell your own story in a way where you don't have to take literally all the elements of Borderlands, uh, and you know, just focus on if you want it to be ultra violent, just focus on the ultra violent, like make a Mad Max Fury Road that takes place in Borderlands, something along those lines. You bring up Tales from Borderlands, I think that's the greatest example. Yeah, I remember when they announced that, and I was like, why the fuck would you take Borderlands, a game all about shooting and guns, and put it in a Telltale's talking game? That doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. then you played, the, I played that game, and I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah, it's like my favorite Telltale game. So that's the thing of like, yeah, if you can do that, go for it. Obviously, make it make it happen, make sense. You know, oh, here we go. Um, Zach writes into kindoffunny.com slash wrong and says, Epic Game Store and Steam players cannot play with each other but the division two goes through you play regardless of what store you bought it from on all so 
Oh, bought it on. So all matchmaking is done on the same platform. Okay. Okay. So certain games, specific games can I guess make it, it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And Borderlands 3 is going to find a way. Mm-hmm. 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 Wait, what? Oh, okay. Tom just has a, a movie rumor for us in, in line with what we're talking about. But he's, he opens his You're Wrong with, Knock, knock, let the devil in. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben Fleischer Venom is suspected to be uh, direct, stepping in to direct Uncharted. Oh, thank so we'll God. See. It's never going to happen. It's going to be saved with this director. Oh, you're being sarcastic. I was going to say, I was like, this movie's not going to come out. Have you seen Venom? Oh, no, I've not seen Venom. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just, I'm just talking about specifically the idea that an Uncharted movie is going to make it to... A theater. Nah. It's never going to happen. Like 2025, maybe. Possibly. But I'm glad you didn't see Venom. I'm glad you didn't no, I'm not gonna buy into them getting a sequel, you know? It was all our fault. I mean, now, right? now, this connected to, Can't wait. now this connected to the MCU. And now that Spider-Man's going to be in it probably, too? Yeah, I'm going to watch. I'm going to have to watch Ooh, is it. Is it connected Morbius? to the MCU? I, I don't mean, know. Mor- Morbius or whatever his name is. Morpheus? No, Morbius. that's the Matrix guy. Morbius. Mor- Mobius? Morbius. Morbius. I'm saying Morbius? it to you. Morbius. Morbius. Yes. But you're saying Morpheus. No, you're I'm saying, yeah, you're... What are, what, that movie's going to be connected home. to the MCU. Yeah, of course it and is. And so yeah. that is... It's and not, apparently though. the PC, PS4 game is weird. Yeah, because the Spider-Man... And, and Tom, Tom... No, not Tom Holland. To, no, Toby, Toby Maguire's Maguire. Spider-Man Toby is in Maguire. That's uh, what I said, Toby Maguire. Morbius. <laughs> Amon Martin says, Claptrap appeared in the last episode of Tales from the Borderlands as a hireable character for the final vault hunt. So there you go. Number four. Uh, Epic is swinging hard on super data. This is Brendan Sinclair, GamesIndustry.biz. Epic Games is disputing some of the numbers being publicized regarding its free-to-play battle royale shooter, Whoa. Fortnite. The company reached out to GamesIndustry.biz today with a statement questioning the methodology of Nielsen's market intelligence firm, Superdata. Quote, Superdata does not and has not ever had access to Epic's Fortnite revenue data, and Superdata's reports do not accurately reflect Fortnite's performance, an Epic representative said. Quote, we are disappointed that Superdata has repeatedly published wildly inaccurate reports about Fortnite based on what we believe is questionable methodology. While we do not and have not publicly shared revenue numbers for Fortnite, we will say that Superdata's reports do not align with reality, end quote. The representative specified uh, that the comment was not made in regards to any specific Superdata report. Last week, however, Superdata released a monthly worldwide digital games market report in which it said Fortnite's earnings, quote, continued their gradual decline and hit their lowest level since November 2017, end quote. Then, an update to this article, Superdata responded to Epic's statement saying it has, quote, a proven methodology and validation process in standing behind its previously reported Fortnite numbers. This is a spicy story. It's just two fucking companies yeah. you hear about all the time bickering online about it, right? That's, uh, yeah, I, that's... That's fun. That's funny. That's, uh, that's basically like if somebody is like, oh, yeah, like Greg Miller only has 500,000 followers. And you're like, hold up, bitch. Hold up. You ain't counting that right at <laughs> yeah, all. First you know of what I mean? all, I got a million followers at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only some of them are bots. Yeah. Don't and, worry about and it. And we're not even talking about my Instagram numbers yeah. and YouTube subscribers. Like, that's that kind of attitude coming from, from uh, Epic. Yeah, it's a goofy, I, I respect it. It's a goofy little uh, tiff in the public, but I want to call it out because we do personally on the show use Superdata a lot. A lot of, uh, you know, the, for people who don't. Obviously, show their numbers all the time. You you go to these outlets that are somehow going through, pulling them. Yeah. They have methodology. They're putting out information. We're consuming that as if it is Bible truth. It's important important to point out that no, it is not. They don't actually have the books for Fortnite. It is very much a guesstimate in some ways, I assume. Mm-hmm. So believe who you want on that. And then finally, 
two more people or a whole bunch more people have i got i got two bullet points for you today on breaking news of people who've pulled out of gdc we'll start with iron galaxy studios they tweeted as you've probably heard by now a lot of game companies have canceled travel to gdc this year due to the concerns about coronavirus slash covid19 based upon our desire to put everyone's safety first we have also made the decision to officially pull out then right before we went live today uh Amazon Games put up this statement. To our friends across the industry, AWS has made the difficult decision to withdraw from the 2020 Game Developers Conference in San Francisco due to continued concerns over COVID-19. While we won't get to see everyone at GDC this year, we still have exciting things to share. AWS Game Tech has decided to host a global online event open to everyone to showcase our planned content for GDC and more. Look for more details in the coming week, uh, uh, weeks. We're all part of the same amazing community. Thanks for everything you do. The AWS Game Tech Team. Man. I, I deleted a tweet this morning. Like, right, like two seconds That's after seeing it. Yeah. Uh, because, well, I think it was Brittany Braunbacher who tweeted, like, a, a picture of, like, PAX East. And it's like, wow, look at all these people, right? And I, and I quote tweeted it. And, I'll, and I, it was with a gif of Bird, like Birdman the Rapper doing, like, the hand, like, uh, like the hand rub he does. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, coronavirus is looking at this image like like that. And yeah. I, as soon as I tweeted, I was like, I'm going to delete that because that's, I like coronavirus as a fear is becoming such a, a an actual thing, like such a like mm-hmm. a big thing that is actually affecting the industry in such a and humanity. Yeah, and, and, I mean, <laughs> for sure, like number one affecting humanity. But yeah, it is affecting the industry in ways that like you know people like you know in in America the the threat isn't there yet like right now but it is kind of imminent yeah totally. uh, and so like i kind of understand the idea that people are pulling out i think the this then leads to the question of when does gdc announce that it's they're not doing gdc this I, year? I still predict it by the end of the day but i you know it's been fascinating to see people talking about that because i forget who somebody in my twitter mentions yesterday when i put up my thing i think by the end of the day it'll be canceled on friday uh they responded like there's no way that they can't cancel it because if this is run on a shoestring budget so if they cancel this the company that puts on GDC would suddenly go so into the red that it would just go bankrupt and there'd be no more GDC. Yeah. And uh, granted, that is a tweet. Mm-hmm. That is not Bible truth in any way, but you're like, oh, I guess that's true. I don't know. I don't at all understand how insurance works for mm-hmm. having to pay for Moscone Center or everything else. But I also can't imagine if GDC goes on what it's going to look like down there. Like, I, I made a tweet about it today of like the amount of appointments where I like last week I really do feel like I cracked my I, I sat back inside I was like it's done my mm-hmm. GDC schedule's planned there's nothing else we can put in there and the past 28 hours of deleting pa- things moving people around hitting up guests guests hitting me up me like if it's not happening anymore can we still come on the show or what is it like uh-huh. it's like so tumultuous right now figuring out what it's going to be like and what that show is going to look like yeah it's kind of ridiculous it's, it's also, a bummer it's, it's super weird today I was thinking about it like you know we're at that point in the zombie movie mm-hmm. where it still hasn't gotten everywhere yet. Because, like, you know, I, uh, this morning Jen's like, oh, man, I'd like a bagel. I'm like, I'll grab you a bagel, bring it back up. So I went down and went around in the neighborhood or whatever. And, like, I'm walking on the street past people. Some of them have masks on. Uh-huh. I get into the bagel thing. It's the CNN TV on with them showing, like, everybody in their hazmat suits and China moving around. I'm like, huh, this is how you, this is how it actually would happen. It yeah. would actually go down like every movie sold us. Great. That's good. Yeah. We'll continue to uh, track that and talk to you about that. There are, of course, questions about coronavirus and E3 coming up. But before that, I want to know where I could go to get a list of games coming to the MomGrop digital shops. Where would I go, Bless? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today! There's a lot. It's a big Friday. 
Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Oh. 14, PS4, PC. Toe Jam and Earl, Back in the Groove on Switch. Coffee Crisis on PS4. Stab, Stab, Stab on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Barrett which Barrett was so about, he, he brought it up already. Oh, my God. Stab, oh Stab, Stab, God. Stab. <laughs> oh, he, wow. This thing is violating yeah, it's like that a thing. 2D. Yeah, it's I don't just, know how to describe this it's, style. It's, uh, yeah, it's like a weird Nidhogg stab. Yeah, I was going to say Nidhogg 2 looking... Yeah. Uh, Darrow's on PC and Mac. Kingdoms Under Fire, The Crusaders on PC. Bloodroots on PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, which, by the way, we adore. Bloodroots is so much fun. I put up a tweet is, about yeah. it today. We, we, we talked about it on PS I Love You weeks ago when the preview embargo lifted. And now, that, obviously, the reviews are out and up and stuff. Such Very a great excited game. to play yeah. it this week. Such a great game. Um, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I started playing that. Yeah? Yeah. How is it? It's fun. Okay. Well, ringing <laughs> endorsement. Yeah, I'll talk about it. We're on PS Love You. All right. Bucket Knight, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Metro Redux on Switch. Loco Sports on Switch. B.A. Walker on Switch. Metro Last Light on Switch. Metro 2033 on Switch. Skull Rogue on Switch. Ski Sniper on Switch. Spartan Fist on Switch and PS4. Uh, Profane on Switch. Uh, Depexit... Depixington? Depiction? Depiction? Oh, Depiction. but they spelled it weird. Gotcha. Yeah. Switch. Uh, Ritual, Crown of Thorns on PS4. Beer Wagon Rush on PC. <laughs> Retro Wave on PC. Wallachia. Reign of Dracula on PC. Paper Pirates on PC. Frog Cross Log on PC. <laughs> Fucking, what the fuck? New dates for you. After Party is launching on the Nintendo Switch on March oh. 6th. I'm curious on how that game is going to run on Switch because it did not run well on Xbox when I played it. Or PS4. Or PS4. Did anybody make it deep into that game? No. I got like an hour in. Yeah, I got an I hour think, in. I think I've, if it comes to, when it comes to Switch, I might uh, give it more of a chance. I got an hour in. I really liked what I played. I was liking what I was playing, but it was the same thing. I, I, can't, I, shouldn't, say, I shouldn't project. For me, what it was, I was liking what I was playing, mm-hmm. but it's just... It was a, it's just a talky game, right? Yeah. So it was that thing of like I was like getting sleepy while playing it, where right. I was like, oh yeah, it's like that weird thing where it's not a movie where I can just sit back and be uh, you got to be part Should of it, I, but you're, like, yeah. dr- you're drowsy, and then I never came mm-hmm. back to it. Yeah, uh, that was uh, one of the few instances where Alyssa actually sat down and like watched me play the game and stuff, and was uh, really into it. And it's one that I want to go back to, but yeah, I, I I think I just wasn't in the mood for a walking around and talking to everybody kind of game, you know. Thank you. Uh, it's time for reader mail. You can, of course, write in at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or for a more direct link, go to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. Uh, of course, when you go there, you can get the show ad-free. But speaking of ads, Did you Greg, say kindoffunnygames slash Patreon? Fuck, did I? Yeah, you did. did <laughs> patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. No, I said that. Yeah. And then I said you can go to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. I think it's said kindoffunnygames slash Patreon. I'm trying to make it easier because people are making it more complicated. I, well, I want to know if that was an actual link because I would, no, I would start no, saying it. No, we don't have that. We don't have Kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. Yeah, yeah kindoffunny.com slash Patreon goes there and then it's like the link tree and you can click on what tier you are and it's easier to get yeah. in. Yeah. Because I saw somebody for our PSI Love You under ratings be like, oh, I couldn't figure out how to submit and that breaks my heart. Because mm-hmm. when you go to patreon.com slash games, this is an ad now for us. You go to patreon.com slash games and you subscribe or whatever, then there's the thing. We have the hashtag participation post you can click on. It'll take you there and you can do that. But I understand there's a lot of things going on. I understand it's tough. Anyways, um, speaking of ads, Gregway, this episode of the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show is brought to you by the besties. Hey, listeners, we know you love all things video games, so we want to tell you about a Spotify original podcast called The Besties. Every Friday, that's today, the creators of the Adventure Zone, Justin and Griffin McElroy, uh, are joined by their two best friends and hardened video game reporters, Rush Frustrick, one day I'll get it, and Chris Plant. 
Uh, to deep dive on a single new video game. If you have been a fan of Polygon, you know these guys. They co-founded it. Plus, the besties cover all the major moments in video games in 2020, from new console launches to Cyberpunk 2077 and beyond. Beyond. And at the end of the year, they do complete showdowns, uh, pitting the top games of the year against one another to get to the top game of the year. It's pretty epic. But the besties couldn't do it without their fans who write in each week with all sorts of goofy suggestions. It's like a book club for video games. Go support Justin. We love him. He's been so good to us with Oriaration. This is the least you can do. You can find the besties on Spotify, which also has all your favorite podcasts, including this one and music, all for free. Listen to the besties for free only on Spotify. And then it's the Gaming Ride Home podcast. I want to tell you about a great new gaming podcast. It's the Gaming Ride Home podcast. It is video game news. All the headlines, rumors, reviews, hardware leaks, release date confirmations, people dropping out of GDC because of coronavirus, and more. Delivered to you every day at 5 p.m. Perfect for your commute home. Uh, The show is hosted by former Game Informer and IGN writer Kyle Hilliard. uh, And it's only 15 to 20 minutes long. It's like too long, didn't read, as a service. Kyle is online all day reading all the tweets, reading all the rumor blogs, consolidating all the chatter around the entire world of gaming so that he can catch you up on everything that happened while you were having a busy, busy life. Uh, This is the latest show from the Ride Home Podcast Network, the daily news podcast folks celebrating two years and 25 million downloads. Search your podcast app right now and subscribe to the gaming, or to Gaming Ride Home. There's no the. Gaming Ride Home. Gaming Ride Home Podcast. I think I got it. You got it. Okay, good. You will know. Oh, man. I'd say nine days this week. We're almost, we're almost there, man. Friday. Friday, indeed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, let's get some questions. They're both in the same thing. So I'm going to read them back to back because I like both of them, and they'll just get one giant discussion. Okay. Got it? Got that it. Make sense? Yes. I'm with you. Can't believe you're wearing OK Beast. Uh, Wesley LeBlanc writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, with regards, with regards to the developer exodus of GDC, can a company pull out of GDC and not E3? It can't be great on optics for a company to pull out of GDC and not E3, considering E3 will have even more people, require more travel probably, and be in California, parentheses, which as of today has a new count of 33 confirmed cases, or COVID-19 in the States. Oh, four, I think they meant. Uh, Do you feel E3 will be affected by the coronavirus in the same way GDC has been? Then, continue our coronas here. Uh, Do you see 30, what is it, 30... 38% 38% of people are like, I will not buy Corona. 38% oh, yeah, of people are <laughs> fucking morons. Come on! Where is this poll being done? Uh, Anakin JMT writes into patreon.com slash games and says, with so many companies pulling out of events and citing worries of coronavirus as a reason, this got me thinking, could this possibly end up impacting E3? The International Olympics Committee recently said it's going to give Japan three months to get prepared to protect athletes from coronavirus worries during the summer games in Tokyo. That's July 24 to August 9. E3 is in June. Could we start to see companies pull out of E3 in the next few months? And if so, could this be what actually kills E3? As companies that would have been there suddenly realizing they don't need E3 either and wouldn't return next year. My favorite tweet about the 38% thing was Matt Kim from IGN at Law of TD tweeted, Gonna spend GDC drinking Corona in SF Chinatown. Who's with me? (laughs) I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, E3... I mean, it all comes down to how this progresses, right? Like, within the next few months, if coronavirus kind of settles out and, like, dies down, then, yeah, E3 will be okay. But, yeah, if this continues, I don't see an option but to pull out of E3 for these companies. Well, how long do you think you have to give them runway for that, though? You know, I think that's one of the big questions is, like, how much time do you give before you say we're not going to E3? Because I feel like that's the thing so many people are running into right now. Adam Boys from Iron Galaxy tweeted today, right, like, uh, asking GDC to 
reconsider their refund policies because mm. of like you know people are dropping out of their health they should be, be okay to do this right and i'm I, I didn't look into it too deeply but it is that question of i saw schreier i think yesterday tweeting too after he said he's not coming uh to gdc being like if they're going to or maybe it wasn't Schreier, maybe somebody else i could be talking about my ass on that one but uh-huh. somebody was talking about like if gdc clearly has to be canceled the longer you wait the more expensive it is for everybody who is going to go and so it is this question even for E3 then to sit there and go, like, when does E3 decide we aren't doing E3 or when do you as a company have to decide? Yeah, it's tough because I think for them, they like they have to take the chance, I feel like, yeah. right, to like see how long they can buy their time to see if it's worth it to continue the event. Because for them to cancel, e- canceling E3 could have, you know, the, the effects we're talking about for GDC of how does that affect the feature? Like, does GDC go on to continue when throwing on GDC for a year costs so much money and they're losing all that money by canceling and thus, you know, possibly just ruining the event, like the whole conference, right? What, How do, what, what effect does that have on E3? Does that then can't... If E3 doesn't go on this year, does E3 still continue to go on at all? I don't think so. And I think it's you're already seeing it right with what we were reading from Amazon saying like, oh, we'll do, we're going to do our own online thing. Uh-huh. I see that and a lot of the demos that are getting canceled for that I had booked for us already are being replaced with hey, we're canceling it, but we're going to do live demos over the internet, right? Uh-huh. I think once people do that and once the demos on their own, and then once they do their own events and stuff, I think suddenly you do have to think of like, oh, why did, why, why were we going to spend yeah, so much money? like this works. Like, why, why are we going to... GDC, again, yeah. is like a recruitment tool for game developers. It is a place for the industry to come together, learn from each other, right, in the workshops and stuff. Outside of that thing I was telling you about that I have no actual information on, mm-hmm. of if they cancel GDC, does the company go bankrupt and there's no more GDC? Yeah. If that isn't the case and that's not a real threat, GDC will be here next year. There'll be a GDC. But if everybody pulls out of E3 and starts doing their own showcases, right? Again, like for the you know uh, full on if uh, for full disclosure. Kind of Funny was not planning on doing an E3 uh, Kind of Funny game showcase this year, mm-hmm. right? If E3 got canceled. I would definitely do one of like, okay, cool, let let us help you because obviously the indies aren't going to be able to go do that and make that. They can do the desk side or whatever, the the demos online and stuff. But I'd gladly house that and I would gladly use our uh, uh, platform to do that. Yeah, it's definitely scarier for E3 because, because, you know, over the last few years, even over the last, the whole generation, it seems that each year it seems that E3 is serving less and less and less a purpose, right? Like, that week is still crazy because people are, are like, Nintendo does their direct. Microsoft throws their event in the Microsoft Theater. Um, Sony just doesn't go at this point anymore, right? But we see people, quote-unquote, activate during that week of E3. But the actual event of E3, of people going to, to demo games, right, like that... It serves that purpose, but people can do that else. As you're saying, people can do that in other ways. Yeah. Whereas GDC kind of still serves that purpose of networking. And so it, I, I, I have more worry for E3, E3 than I do with GDC 100%. when it comes to this. I think it, it could, honestly, on top of E3 bleeding out in general and being wounded. Let's not even say bleeding out. Being wounded and bleeding. If, every, if E3 got canceled or enough companies pulled out and figured out, oh, hey, it's way easier for us to do this on our own, that'd be huge. And then the other person in this that I think is a huge player and could change it all is Jeff Keighley, where even at last year, remember the Game Awards, like Jeff talked openly about like, hey, and like, if you go on Steam right now, like oh, however many yeah. of the games are there being demoed, and he said, like, this is something we're going to expand hopefully to the consoles next year and do this whole thing. Like, it, they, he was working on that, right? Like, if E3 shows even more weakness here and can't do it, I definitely think you see mm-hmm. Jeff move in in a good way, right? And be like, cool, I have the backbone and the talents to do this, where it's like, 
we're gonna do a we, we're gonna do a smaller game awards kind of thing. That's maybe a showcase or a direct, or maybe not even. And instead, we're just gonna say the demos that people were gonna put out there, we're hosting and putting out here. Yeah. And like, there's a million different ways that all you need to do is shake the system and foundation we're all so used to and suddenly it would be off the races wild wild west of everybody being yeah. like well, i could do this a million different ways not the way we were saying we had to you would know you would know this better than i would does e3 serve a purpose in terms of timing like does june hold any significance as far as people showing off you know their their games their consoles all that stuff because at what in point the old days yeah uh-huh. in the old days it was that you would go to this and uh, uh, retailer stuff would go there and be like here's what's going to be coming to stores i need to figure out how much i need to pre-order you know that kind of yeah. thing that's faded away for the most part right it is here's the big news here's the big announcements because at what, at what point does like season. opening night live then replace e3 right gamescom? and like gamescom yeah. then yeah, replaces yeah, 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 yeah. like this like as far as people activating and people you know showing up in press conferences and people tuning in like at one point but even that, that right that's overtake. where it start the dominoes again to this question of like if you pull out a one don't you have to pull out of them all like gamescom i think would also be suspended for the year if that's gonna really happen. i mean like why well, would it be e3 and not that well huh well, I'm, I'm yeah, just like Gamescom would way likely be. Well, I'm trying to think in terms of timing, E3. right? I feel like you know E3 is kind of imminent as far as it being a few months away. Right? And, and I mean, Gamescom is only what two months after that. Yeah, but that's still and like, and it's ten times bigger than E3. Yeah, but well, I don't. Like, this is me speaking from somebody who doesn't know how coronavirus and like viruses like this tend to last and tend mm. and tend because like for E3, right? I feel like there's a higher chance that coronavirus affects E3 as far as timing than something mm. that is like five months six months away but still like not that's not saying the coronavirus isn't going to affect it or that it can't affect it but timing likelihood that's kind of where i'm coming from i it's i was talking to people yesterday about it right and there's this thought that it's gonna get worse before it gets better and so mm-hmm. I, do, I don't think it's i don't think coronavirus is forgotten about by the time we get to e3 uh-huh. so i think that's and i think that also speaks to what you know playstation said when they were the canary in the coal mine about all this that they were pulling out and it, it was literally like Listen, we don't know what it's going to be like in two weeks, so we're not going to PAX and we're not going to go to GDC. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's a similar question here of you don't know what it's going to look like, but I have a feeling it's going to get worse. And so if it's only going to get worse in April and there's way more confirmed cases in America and there's a whole bunch of things shut down and like not shut down like yeah. full stop of war- life, but like it's a real thing here and we are battling yeah, like and worrying down, about it like you know, being in safe. April, right? Two months out from E3, like you'd have to be like, all right, fuck, we definitely aren't doing that. Uh-huh. Man. There's a lot of it, and it, like so much of it is precautionary. Of like, I you know people who I I've, I was having conversations with last night or whatever or throughout the day, I guess, talking about the idea of like, oh yeah, we we're filling out questionnaires at work of like, could you work from home and this kind of thing, and it's all like, try. I think it's you know learning from what's already happening in the world and trying to apply that here of like, how can we limit all this stuff? How do we limit people's exposures? How do we keep everything running as normal but not risk everybody? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think. E3 becomes a huge risk. I think, uh, yeah, Gamescom is a gigantic risk, especially because, I mean, you want to talk about, like, like people bringing people together yeah. from a whole bunch, you know, because that's the whole thing is, like, in, um, in America, right, it's been this thing, well, have you been connected to China, right? Like, because that's where it all started and where it was so bad, right? Mm. And as that continues to spread, then you get into, uh, all right, different countries are going to handle their borders in different ways. And then when you get to Gamescom and having, like, all of Europe come together in one thing, like, one country isn't treating the same as another country isn't treating, you know, yeah. like, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a scary <laughs> it's time. A, it's a very, very nightmare scenario. Let alone, I mean, for people's lives, obviously. Let mm. alone for 
trying to plan any kind of fucking event yeah. here. Well, I also bring up Gamescom for the Jeff Keighley involvement, too. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, well, we're talking about that versus E3, where Jeff Keighley seems like he's all the way out of E3. Yeah, He's not totally. touching it right now. I'm out! He could, he could still do that, the online demoing and all that stuff, right? That, carry out that idea through Gamescom and Game Awards, right? Do it through the, through the events that he cares about. I think it's going to... Within the next few years, we're going to see, like, interesting switch-ups in, switch-ups in terms of how we paint certain events to be more important than others. Yeah. Right? And so I could, I could easily see E3, because we've had E3 dying for the last, like, generation. I could see E3 becoming way less important now, um, or way less important, period, and then the way we in which we look at, as an industry and as an audience, right, the, right, the way we look at Gamescom to rise more. Because yeah. I feel like yeah. Gamescom, in terms of, like, the general gamer, people don't really pay attention, as, as, far, as far as, like, us in America. If Yeah, I'm with you, right? Like, let's say E3 did cancel, get canceled, mm-hmm. right? Or just it's a shadow itself, nobody goes. But, yeah, a vaccine has been figured. We've 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 nipped it in the butt, I guess, of coronavirus. Yeah. Or we stopped it, I guess, more than that. And Gamescom gets to happen, then, yeah, people are going to be so starved for a real, quote-unquote, event that they'd be super stoked for that, right? And, like, everybody tune in and do something with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Blessing. Yes. It's time to squat up. Except none of you send in squad ups overnight. Wow. Remember, you have to squad up every time. I, 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 we, especially with all the hosts we have rotating through, you can't go back and There's look. no squad up yesterday either. Cowards. I think people are just all squatted <laughs> up. Guys, I think we for won. the record, I know we've been we talking about how to protect yourself from coronavirus. Squatting up online is not, you won't shake hands in real life. We've they succeeded. Won't. They've all squatted up. They've all squatted up. Everybody yeah. wanted to play games. Next week, for next week, if you want to play games with people, go to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. You can, of course, submit your uh, PSN name, whatever, Xbox name, Steam name. Nintendo code. Nobody's submitting their Stadia. Okay, come on. Squad up with me on guilt or jilt or whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for You're Wrong, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, we did pretty well at keeping them all updated as we went. However, Yosemite writes in and says, deal alert, you're not a you're wrong. You can get a three-month Xbox Game Pass Ultimate code on Amazon for $24.99, regularly $44.99. Codes are stackable. Credit to Patrick Maka. Uh, Wait, how many months? You can get three months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Ultimate, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I was going to say, because, okay, that makes sense. And that's all, that's all we missed, apparently. So really? now, yeah. Well, I mean, we corrected the other stuff as we went. Gotcha. You know I mean? And some people were like, one guy said, you missed the Ding Dong XL came out today. And I'm like, it's already been on phones and uh, switches. So I don't That's not yeah. enough. And PCs, that's not enough fucking information. That's what I call a waste of my time and yours. You know right? what we also miss? New SpongeBob SquarePants rehydrated info came out today, too. Dude, but did you see the booth? What's the info? Uh, it's just like more details on the horde mode. Uh, the <laughs> There's del- a horde mode in SpongeBob uh, that they're like bringing for this remaster, and like they're implementing- is it like a bunch of planktons that he has to like? Well, it's all the against? robots and shit. Oh, um, like that you're and then uh, they're adding the Squidward robot boss fight that was cut from the original game to horde mode. Um, it's uh, it's not. To, they're not too certain if that's being added to the actual, the game, actual itself. game itself. I remember so, watching like, yeah. a YouTube video on that. I forget who made it, but I remember like and then it was like an is, unseen. This is also just like being reported from like Paxies from people going to the booth and stuff. Um, it seems like the release window is summer. So there you go. Great, love you. Um, let's run you through host for next week. Monday, me and blessing. Oh, Tuesday. The reign of blessing begins. Oh no! Blessing and Imran. Oh. Wednesday, blessing and Wida. Oh. Thursday, blessing and Tim. Oh. Friday, blessing and Imran. Oh. Oh. You got to do it all, brother. Every day. I'm in Canada. They're gonna be sick. Of- Are you in Canada? Canada? Yeah. yeah it's Tuesday night, I'm taking off. So I got Tuesday. I got to do uh, in review and then kind of funny podcast. 
two shows a day. I can't be, oh, can't be cranking through everything. You makes know? sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Tuesday night, yeah, I'm gone. You got to take care of everything for me, okay? All right. It's going to be a different show by the time you get back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gamescast is happening Wednesday at 2 p.m. on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch live what franchises need to come back from the dead. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your final Kinda Funny Games Daily for the week. But the fun isn't over yet. We have a post-show topic from the one and only 2038 Pokemon CEO. So stay tuned on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames for that. Of course, you can go there, get the show ad-free. You can go there and just toss us a couple bucks. You can ask a question if you want. You can squat up if you want. But you can just say, hey, you guys are doing a good job. Here's a buck or two. A buckaroo. Nice. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. We're also a reminder that we're also streaming today at 2 p.m. Fortnite. Yep. Yeah. We're like, oh, Blessing's going on IGN stream, and he's wearing a shirt that's not kind of funny. We're fighting him. We're going to go against him. I don't think that was the mentality when we... It is now. It is now, right? right. Fortnite, me and Andy Cortez, a party mode for you. LKBs.com slash store. Jesus Christ. He just keeps doing it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Until, uh, you know, subscribe, like, share, all that jazz, leave reviews. You know how it works. It's Friday. It's fucking day nine of this week. (laughs) Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.